Welcome to Cyberspin, the podcast that brings you expert insights to today's hot topics in cybersecurity, privacy, and compliance for highly regulated industries. Subscribe to Cyberspin on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform, and a transcript of each episode can be found at redspin.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Tony Bunger, CMMC Provisional Assessor here at Redspin, and I'm Dr. Thomas Graham, Chief Information Security Officer for Redspin. Um, Redspin is an authorized C3PAO who went through our own CMMC Level 3 assessments. And today, Thomas and I are here to talk about Lesson 4, which is all about ongoing cyber hygiene and incorporating or ensuring that your stakeholders are incorporated throughout the organization. Basically, achieving and maintaining ZMC Level 3 certification requires all stakeholders within the organization to be involved, not just the IT and cybersecurity folks. So in some cases, an organizational culture shift may be needed to ensure that the required CMMC practices and processes are implemented to adequately protect CUI. So Thomas, let me bring you in here on this discussion. Um, how much involvement from the organization is needed to prepare for the assessment itself? And who is a part of the actual assessment? Well, Tony, honestly, it. I guess the best way to describe it is the more involvement, the better, um, because when you when you get down to it, during the actual assessment, we we've talked previously about the responsibility matrix, and those are going to be the key folks that need to be knowledgeable and speak to their particular areas. However, using uh, marketing, for example, um, our our head of marketing. Uh, I think it was kind of a, not a shell shock, but kind of a surprise to her that she was going to be one of the ones that was interviewed. And that's simply because many people, when, when they think of CMMC, they think it's either just a security or, you know, a technical uh, exercise, when in fact it's an, a business exercise. Using uh, marketing as an example, we, during the spin up to the actual assessment, went through each of the areas that marketing was responsible for according to the CMMC uh, processes and practices and walked through those with, with our marketing folks, uh, specifically our head of marketing. Uh, come to find out when we went through the assessment that very first morning, she was the first person up um, and she did a great job and the reason being is that we had taken those steps to ensure she understood what she was responsible for not only at that point in time but ongoing as cmmc is not just a single point it's it's a maturity as well yes uh, um, vp of marketing is a good example uh, we have quite a few other examples where we had to bring in folks from across the organization um, to to have them realize that yeah they have a part to play in this and uh was a, yeah shock maybe or surprise to some some of the folks who who uh, they were asked to ensure they have developed their procedures and, and ensure they understood stood their procedures and they need to keep their procedures maintained 
um, you know, as we talked about in the, some of the previous lessons here is it's all about CMMC. Big differentiator between that and 171 is, is the documented procedures and proving that you actually have these, that you've implemented the procedures, you understand the procedures. And um, we've had quite a few folks um, new with that process. Um, or if they already did have the procedures in place, kind of like our VP of marketing did, they just had to incorporate CMMC aspects of that. And that's, that's correct. And another good example is HR. Um, you don't necessarily think of HR being involved too much with your, your security program or your security practices in your organization, when in fact, they hold a very key part in that, and that's in personnel security. Um, I, you know, the, the head of our HR function, uh, he had a little bit of background in ISO, so it, when we started talking the procedures, it, it wasn't such a shell shock to him. But when you get down in, into the nitty gritty, it's not just talking about your hiring practices. It's also talking about the practices, procedures, and processes when an individual is no longer part of your organization. What do you do? And what are the different scenarios? Well, do they have company equipment? How do we go about ensuring it, it's, it's received back to the organization in a secure manner? And a lot of these activities fall on HR, which, you know, like, like I said in the beginning, most folks don't think HR being security when in fact they have, have that integral part. Uh, one of the other key portions of that is also an awareness and training. This is something that, you know, while at least in our organization, HR owns it, um, is something that our senior leadership, this, you know, CEO, CFO, uh, vice president, senior vice presidents, executive vice, they have, they had to understand the training aspect as well, because one of the very, uh, key portions of CMMC is that strategic plan. And part of that strategic plan is ensuring that the training that your folks need to do their jobs correctly is not only budgeted, but is actually occurring. And this falls under you know HR for our organization. And it's not just security training. It's talking about training for the individual tool sets that you use in your day-to-day your -day activities. And when we got into the assessment, that was something that he spoke to. They didn't look at, at me as the chief information security officer to talk to it. They looked to him to be able to talk through it, to walk them through, and also show that we were, we were walking our talk. Because, you know, one of, one of the things that a lot of folks worry about with CMMC is it's new. It's, you know, it's going to be expensive. Well, yes, anything new is is expensive. But the for us, it was brand new. This this was our first foray into the defense industrial base, and so we started from scratch. So with our own procedures and processes, as I mentioned with our head of marketing, we talked through what we already had in place and then went and found what CMMC components were missing and put those in and started having those as part of our, our culture, almost it. Um, and that's probably the best way to, to describe it. It's a culture shift. It's not you know simply a one and done, but it's something that 
you have to do and you have to recognize day in and day out that all of these are integrated. There's there's not just one function that can be responsible for this and, and you pass it. It has to be a collaborative effort amongst all of your stakeholders to ensure what needs to be done is actually being done. Yeah, that's that's a good description of especially the personnel security. I was on one hand kind of surprised how in depth that the assessment took the personnel security, but but as you know, I always say the um, the employees are the weakest link in an organization. The bad guys know it, and the bad guys are taking advantage of it. And what CMMC does, it goes beyond the the uh, the few controls from. In this 800SP, 800S171, and it, and it does incorporate those processes as you brought up. And and what are these processes? And, and as you said, the processes are. It's not just about recruiting and re retaining the the, the uh, qualified, experienced uh, employees. It's as you said that the employee's gone tomorrow, and, and who do you have to fill in for those critical positions that's there to protect CUI? Um, so, you know, they went into a, a lot of, but level three with those processes for personnel security, it gets into a lot of details on how the organization resources for the proper employees in place as well, along with the training, as you, as you said. So, you know, just in 171, you may have met those security controls with respect to personnel security and awareness and training. But CMMC adds a little twist, or maybe not a little twist, a big old twist to where um, there's specific and detailed interviews with the uh, HR folks, as well as possibly the CFO to ensure that you have the budget and a plan, a strategic plan to ensure you have the proper personnel in place. No, that's, that's absolutely correct. But think about it, Tony. Over the last, you know, several years, what's been, you know, some of the biggest issues that we've seen with cybersecurity and even with the government? It's been, you know, breaches from personnel, uh, either through technical means or, uh, you know, whatever else. So that that's why you have to have those components in place, because, you know, at the end of the day, the folks that work for you, you're trusting them with this information. And now with everything that's gone on, the government wants to ensure that you're doing what you actually say you're doing. So it doesn't, you know, wind up on, you know, a random website somewhere or heaven, heaven forbid, you know, somebody in your secure enclave clicks a, a fish link and now your entire enclave is compromised being able to understand those, not just, you know, from the security folks like myself, but from, you know, even our CEO and our, our CFO, being able not only to know what it is, talk to it intelligently, and we have the ability to show that they go through the exact same training at a minimum that the person that we've hired in, I guess, directly off the street would be the best way to put it. We maintain that type of awareness across our organization we live it we breathe it and at, at some times i i get angry stares pointed at me for for it um but it's you know it 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 just has to be that way 
and and the more that an organization can can take on that paradigm shift the better you're going to be in the long run because cmmc as we mentioned is not just a snapshot in time you make it through the first time you've got to re-up in three years and you can bet in three years there the assessors are going to want to see that historical you know information and if you're not doing it then it's going to be a little bit harder that second time around than it is the first exactly right and that second time around you know goes to our point that this is a continuous effort here that we just don't show the assessors we got the documentation we passed we got our certification and we're done um, we pat ourselves on the back and we go yeah we're done and no as, as you suggested uh, just said that um we need to re-up recertify in three years and we need to do this all over again but this all over again starts the day after our assessment right so we we continuously need to keep this program maintained to the sufficient level that that we've passed this level three and we got to maintain that level three certification between now and the next time we have to recertify yep absolutely and i mean the next time that we recertify let's face facts we we are a business organization the same folks that helped get us there in the first place may or may not be there right. so how how are we going to be able to maintain what what we say we're doing and it is that documentation you mentioned in the beginning documenting yes. the policies documenting the processes documenting the procedures and it's not just the top level procedures it's the functional level ones because in any organization it may or may not know all of the individual systems and services that you know going back and using marketing as the example marketing is using in their day-to-day -day operations it's just it's it's shadow it is what it's called but if marketing understands what what they're using they have it documented okay here's here's how we're we're authorizing users here's how we deprovisioning users here's here's you know the the checks that we get before we're posting anything to make sure it's approved and not having cui in it whoever ultimately may or may not step into that role and if our vp of marketing is watching i am not saying you're going anywhere but whoever steps into that role the the business function and the security portion of it can keep going just as smoothly as if you know the same person been in that role since day, day one yeah you're right and the way cmmc is defined especially for level three and above um why they incorporated these specific processes is to prove that we actually have our cybersecurity program in place with respect to cmmc so that those practices are repeatable and lasting just as just you said um, um if we do lose the key person as say uh, for example a vp of marketing and um based on level three definition we should be able to carry on just where the vp left off because supposedly we proved that we have repeatable and lasting processes in place so um that is the purpose of a cmmc level three is to prove that we not only we met all the practices all 130 practices for for level three but we've also proven that these practices and the procedures we have in place are repeatable and lasting 
So um, that's one key um, note we have here is you, and the all purpose of this is to ensure that your cybersecurity program meets the needs of CMMC and it, and it can continue on even if you lose um, key personnel. Absolutely. All right, with that, I think this will wrap up lesson number four and possibly in the future, we can get some of these people we've been bending their ear all about. Uh, their ears are probably burning. Um, hopefully we can bring them on a podcast sometime soon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we hope to talk to you soon.